Welcome to this week's On the Fly edition. I'm your host, Gene DiFilippo, and our guest this week is the very talented and popular director of athletics at Boston College, Blake James. Blake, welcome to On the Fly. Great to be with you as always, Gene, and uh, look forward to our conversation today. Yeah, great. Hey, um, let's start with the information that came out this morning. Um, you extended your basketball coach, Coach Grant, several years. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, very excited. Uh, uh, coach Earl Grant, who's been with us here for two years, uh, initially had signed a six-year deal. Uh, I was not uh, part of bringing Earl to the, the program, uh, but just been very impressed with Earl from the, the minute I, I got on campus. Honestly, um, I think before I even got on campus, uh, when I came from my press conference, about a month before I started, I had, I had a chance to sit with Earl and just talking with him at that point and then watching him work through the year. Uh, a lot of ways he reminds me of Coach Larnega, who I had a number, uh, worked with for a number of years at, at Miami and, and really enjoyed working with uh, Coach L down at Miami and building what we built at Miami. And, and Phil, we're in a very similar spot here and I thought the right thing to do, given that I think we took steps in year one under Earl. We took steps again this year. We're not where we want to be. Uh, as you know, Gene, this, this program has a lot of great history and tradition. Uh, there's a lot of basketball talent in the Northeast area. The ACC is the best conference uh, in basketball, uh, bar none. Uh, so we need, to, we need to win more and we need to get a higher level, but we're taking steps. And part of that is, is investing in the right people. And I believe we have the right person in, in Coach Grant and, and wanted to give that, that further extension and, and give him that window uh, to continue to get this program back to where it's been in the past and back to where everyone who loves the Eagles wants to see it be. Great. Hey, um, you're certainly helping Coach Grant with the new basketball facility. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's a huge win. Uh, the whole uh, basketball facility, uh, thanks again to Mikey and Jay for being the leaders, but so many uh, who stepped in to, to make that project a reality. Uh, again, Gene, it's one of those things where I've been in the ACC now for uh, was about 13 years and just being around at different campuses you know, being honest. And I think we probably are going from worst to first, uh, you know, to, to use a, a saying that you hear out there. And, and obviously I know there's, there can be debate out there on that, but the thing I would say is there's not going to be a young man or young woman that comes to this campus now that wants to play basketball that is going to look at the infrastructure around our program and has any question that we're committed to winning and winning at the highest level. Further, I think what it really does is it just gives us a whole different um, view of who we are athletically. I think one of the things that's really impressed me, Gene, about uh, what Boston College has done is their investment in facilities over the last few years. When you look at Fish Fieldhouse for the football program, you look over at Harrington Athletics Complex and what they've done with baseball and softball, and now you look at Hogue, it's that next piece in the puzzle. And when people come to campus, whether it's for a lacrosse game or a football game, or just to visit campus and they come around the corner and they see the windows and the Hogue basketball pavilion, it just really elevates how we look as a program and really our commitment to athletics. And, and we need that. Again, we haven't been winning to the level uh, that we've won at historically, the level that we want to see us win at. And facilities are a part of it. And as I said at the start, uh, we didn't have what we needed in basketball. This is a huge win for our basketball programs, but it's a huge win for our athletic program and our university overall. Great. Tell us about the building. Is it going to be two uh, courts and one for the women, one for the men? Uh, will there be locker rooms included? What, what will all be included in the building, Blake? 
Now, the big, just one, the, it's one big court right there, uh, but what's included is everything else. And the way it flows, I think, is, is special. And, and from the, the locker rooms to nutrition to the training room uh, to, the, to the weight room, everything that is going to touch one of our basketball student athletes is all in, in, in play or not in play as, as part of this project. And, and really will work through their flow through the room from when they first come in and, and where they enter the building to you know, going all the way up to the, the practice gym itself then going back into the weight area and be able to work those areas with our strength conditioning gene. As you know, the, the role that strength and conditioning plays in basketball has grown significantly over the years. It's something where, you know, a lot of times I remember having coaches talk, uh, you know, back in the 90s, you know, that you really didn't want the guys' legs to lift that much and, and, and what they're doing with, with their bodies and those different types of things uh, to where we are today, where the strength and conditioning component is such a, a key part. And so building that right with the gym and the nutrition's become such a big part of, of what we're doing and, and getting the right fuel in these kids as they're going out and practicing and, and playing. And then as you know, locker rooms and, and, the, and the lounges that they have are, are their second homes uh, where they spend so much of the time. So it's an important piece of the puzzle. So again, when you look at everything here that touches our young men or young women that are coming into this program, it's just a huge win in, in their development as, as, as basketball players, but I think just in their overall experience as a student athlete. So just, like I said, excited to have it. Uh, we've opened the gymnasium part of it. Uh, the rest of the facility will be open, ready to go for, for next fall when, when our kids get back uh, here on campus. Uh, ironically, they're both going on their foreign tour this year. So basically when they get back from, uh, from Europe, we'll be ready to move in and uh, have their new digs ready to go for them as we look forward to uh, elevating both our programs and move forward in the ACC next year. That's great. That's really exciting, Blake. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, we've all read in the papers and we've heard on the talk shows that Several leagues are talking about rewarding winning teams, rewarding the teams that invest most in the conference. And they're talking about unequal sharing for the first time. What are your thoughts? I'm not going to ask you what Boston College's uh, you know, thought on it or what Miami's thought in uh, on it. Uh, you know, that's not what I'm asking, but I want to know what you think are the good points and what you think could be detriments. Well, Gene, I guess I'll put it this way. I mean, having been at Miami for the time that I was and, and now here at Boston College, I've always taken the approach that an equal distribution is, is, is the best approach. With that said, I think you have to always be looking at things. And as we continue to evolve in, evolve in college athletics, uh, as, as you touched on and I think other conferences are looking at, We'll continue to look at what's best. And I think it's it's figuring out what is the right model that elevates the league. And we want to be a strong league. Uh, again, when you look at uh, what the ACC has accomplished uh, across the board over its history as a league, we've been a, the premier collegiate athletic league, both academically and athletically. And we want to stay in that position. What we need to do is continue to uh, really evaluate all the different options and see what makes sense. Historically, I've always been a person who's in, in the camp of uh, equal distribution. I think you look at the NFL, the most successful league uh, in this country, and if not in the world, uh, they do equal distribution. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, with that said, uh, I'm a believer that you have to uh, always be looking at what's the best approach. And, and that's what we're doing in the ACC right now is looking at what's the best approach and, and where that ends up. I don't know as we sit here on the call today, but I'll look at it from perspective of 
how do we how do we continue to elevate a league? Not how do we elevate a couple teams in a league. How do we continue to elevate a league, and, and what that means in terms of revenue dis distribution? I don't know for where it ultimately goes, but my vote will always go in, in into the side of what best what's best for the league, not necessarily what's best for um, an individual institution. Obviously, I'm going to be wearing a Boston College hat, and so I'm going to be looking at it from that perspective as as I evaluate. Uh, but at the same time, as you know, I've, I've had the, um, the honor of being an athletic director at three different institutions uh, from Maine to Miami to now to Boston College. And one of the things I've always tried to do is take an approach of, of what's the, the best approach uh, in the big picture. Uh, I had the opportunity to serve with the NCAA Division Council two years as the chair and, and use that same approach there. So you um, have to always be looking at things. Should we be doing them different? Um, those are things that we're evaluating, like I'm sure other leagues are. And and where this goes, I don't know, but I'll, I'll be doing it, or I guess I'll be supporting uh, something that makes sense to really elevate us as a league. Great, great, thank you, well said. And we, we have to talk about uh, the women's lacrosse team and, and their success the last five, six, seven years. It's been terrific. Tell us about Acacia and the, uh, the women's lacrosse team at Boston College. Yeah, it's a, as you said, the, the the success that they've had is unprecedented. Um, Acacia is just someone who is is full of energy, uh, competitive, uh, is is just a, you know someone who has has just shown that that she's a, a great coach and and really can um, get the best out of her team, uh, winning a national championship here with 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 Lemons across uh, five straight Final Fours, uh, top ten ranking right now. And just the competitor she is, Jean, we were in a head coaches meeting a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. And as I was giving some highlights, I touched on the fact that women's lacrosse was ranked five. And uh, there's there's a uh, Acacia right there, not happy there at fifth. She wants to be higher than that. And that's the drive <laughs> of the competitor, uh, that, that she is. And that's what and that's what you like to see. I, again, you always are playing to be the very best. I don't like losing. Uh, I would never go to a game that I'm saying, well, we're going to lose this game. Uh, recognizing you're not going to win every game. There's two teams out there that are are going out and fighting, doing their very best. Uh, but you want to have that approach, and that's one of the things that's really impressed me about Acacia is just her drive for excellence. Uh, she's got an infectious personality, uh, someone who seems to always have a smile on her face and always looking at things. Um, you know, at the same time, always working to be better and always working with the young women in our program uh, to develop them as people and, and develop them as players. And I think that's an important part of, of what we do in college athletics and, and Acacia is, uh, is working on, on getting better every day. And that's what you want from a coach. And, and so she's just, it's, it's an exciting program to be around and one that uh, uh, I've got to see a number of their games already this year and uh, looking forward to watching them down their stretch run here this year. Yeah, that, they are fun to watch and they, they play hard. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun yeah. team. Mike, let's talk about your vision. Uh, your vision now that you've been here at Boston College a uh, year plus. What's your vision for the program going forward? Well, I'm only at eight months, but uh, you know, it's it's one where you know, Gene, we're still working on it. Um, you know, I look back, you know, through the history of Boston College, we can win at a much higher level than what we're winning now. This program has had some some great success. Uh, being honest, we haven't had that success over about the last ten years. You know, recognize the ACC is a different conference, as I touched on in my comments a few minutes ago, probably the premier, not probably, the premier college collegiate athletic conference in the country. And so we have to elevate our competition 
to make sure we're meeting the competition that we're facing week in and week out. And there's no one in the ACC that's a that's an easy that's an easy win. And that's what every one of our programs has to look at and and doing and doing. And so my job as athletic director is is really looking at the people that we have and making sure we get the the right people in place. And I think we have. Uh, some great people here. And then how do we support those people and communicate the expectations? Uh, some of its facilities, you know, we touched on that. You, you commented on, you know, we talked about what the Hogue facility would mean for our basketball programs. And I think athletics overall, uh, some of the other things we've done in facilities were in, in the, uh, I'll say the quiet phase of a complex out on Newton, which will be a game changer for our soccer and field hockey programs and be a huge win for our women's lacrosse program in terms of what we're doing with all those funds. So facilities are part of it, getting the right people is part of it, and then operationally doing the things we have to do. I and mean, we have to recruit to get the right kids here. And so you can't cut corners on, on recruiting. Uh, we need coaches who are gonna go out and get after it. And then we need to give them the resources and the tools they need. So uh, as I'm, I'm looking at the, the budgets that we have here, obviously I have an understanding of what we did at Miami. And so there's some low hanging fruit, I'll say that are things that I think to be consistent with the ACC, we have to elevate our game. Uh, and there's some things that uh, we have to look at what makes sense for Boston College and, and do it consistent with what the Boston College vision is. But as I look at it, Gene, we have a top 35 institution that's driving to be a top 25 institution academically. Our athletic program should be trying to drive to be in that same area. We have 31 sports, uh, which is more than anyone else in the ACC. Uh, and so it's looking at how do we make those sport or how do we help those sports achieve on a higher level? And some of it goes to, as I said, operational support. Uh, some of it goes to scholarship support. We don't have all of our sports funded uh, to the NCAA maximums. And obviously uh, that can create challenges. Uh, but those are all things that, that I'm looking at. Uh, but to answer your question in the big picture, you know, my vision is to uh, get our programs uh, you know, winning on a, on a greater level. Uh, I want to see us higher in, in the Learfield Cup and be driving. Academically, it's hard to argue with the success we have here uh, from a you know, 96% graduation success rate uh, to APR, APR scores that are you know, always over that 990 mark. Um, given the, the Jesuit uh, vision here of men and women for others, how do we bring the young people in here and really have them not only leave here with a degree, but it, with a degree in their hand that's gonna have them be able to go out and, and change the world and giving them those, those skills and tool sets is an important part of us. And then, you know, and I think this applies anywhere is how do we be a fiscally responsible partner on the campus? And so those things drive to creating an, a, a more revenue and at the same time being responsible with our expenses, recognizing the, where the bar is within our league and, and working with campus to make sure we're doing those things and getting great support from campus to do those things. And, and I will tell you, uh, Father Leahy and, and the institution are giving us significant financial support. And that's not something I see going away. So that's an important part of it. But at the same time, it's generating more revenue. And, and whether that's through uh, merchandise and licensing to ticket sales, uh, to, to fundraising, uh, to do the things we can with the league to drive league revenue. Uh, those are all important parts of, of putting that puzzle together and, and be a part of the bigger vision that uh, that we're putting together here to drive us forward as a program. Great. Well said. Um, you're you're wearing a New Balance uh, quarter zip, which is very, very attractive. Uh, Boston College started out with Under Armour and then went to Adidas, uh, I believe. And 
Now you're with New Balance, with the exception of football, which is still Adidas. Talk to us about the New Balance uh, deal that you worked out. It, it's a it's an uh, it's a wonderful deal and, and and just a real win for our program. As you touched on, football is still with Adidas, but that's honestly going to change. Uh, Jim and Ann Davis, the owners of, of New Balance, uh, live right here in, in the area, uh, have a, a real affinity and passion for Boston College. Uh, through that, uh, we have an, an excellent partnership, uh, one that, uh, again, touches every one of our programs currently, uh, will involve football in the future. But I think real, the real credit to New Balance, Gene, is uh, Jim and Ann's vision for that company is to always be the best at what they do. And so they didn't want to jump into football until they really felt they could be the best at it. Uh, the feedback that I've gotten from from our coaches has been uh, just that it's first class. The experience that they're giving our students and, and the gear, as, as you know, Gene, uh, the kids getting gear is always a popular thing. But getting gear that's that's good quality. And, and when you look at the shoes that New Balance puts together, it's hard to find anyone putting together a better shoe out there than, than New Balance. And the gear that they're providing for our students, athletes is just first class. And so it's just been a, a win in, in so many ways. Uh, for our program and, and just the perfect partnership for us. When you look at just down the street, you have the New Balance headquarters. Uh, their campus there it includes a, a world-class indoor track com complex. I'll say the best in the world in terms of what they put there. Uh, the Bruins uh, ice hockey practice complex and then the practice facility for the Celtics. And so you have the NBA, the NHL and the best indoor facility in the world along with their headquarters. Our track team gets to use that uh, uh, indoor facility for practice uh, every day that they need to be over there. We're hosting the ACC and NCAA championships coming up there in, in the next couple of years. And so uh, New Balance has just been a win for us in, in so many ways and excited to be here and be a part of the partnership and, and just really looking forward to continuing to evolve it with uh, the support of Jim and Ann Davis. Uh, they have really, really been great to Boston College and um, they're, they're, a great, they're a great couple and a great family. You know, Blake, Boston College in Miami seem to have uh, some similarities. And I think that you are the perfect person to be here at Boston College right now. You in Miami, I'm not as familiar with it, but you have a private institution in a professional town uh, in, a, in a terrific city. You come to Boston, you have a, uh, a Jesuit Catholic private institution. Uh, in a in a professional town, uh, who better than you to to lead this and talk to us about being in a in a pro town? Yeah, no, it's it's one of the things, Gene. Um, you know, Kelly and I, as as you know, my wife Kelly, uh, we we lived in Miami for a number of years, and and honestly, love Miami. I, I would often I say people either hated or, or loved Miami, and and we were in the love category at the same time. Spending seven years at Maine, we had a lot of time down in in Boston. And Boston was a city we really loved, and so when the job opened up. Uh, Boston was a city that was very attractive to us. And then as you touched on, uh, I think what made me a, a very attractive candidate, uh, and I'll say the best candidate for the job, was my experience in the two, because there's a lot of similarities. As you touched on, you have uh, two private schools in, in Miami and, and, and Boston College, both about 10,000 students, um, and two private schools that are in cities that have a lot of things going on in them. And uh, very... Um, uh, all the all the different varying sports you know franchises from uh, you know you have the Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots to the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics the Florida Panthers and and Boston Bruins uh, the 
obviously the Red Sox and the, and the Marlins uh, to, you know, uh, the uh, inner Miami and, and the New England Revolution. I mean, it goes on and on. And, and how, do you, how do you stay relevant in, in a market like that? I think those are things that uh, there's a lot of similarities and, and things that I think that we did at Miami that we can bring here. And at the same time, there's things that are just going to be different. Uh, again, when you look at, at the Red Sox, uh, you have one of the most storied franchises in, 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 all, of, in all of baseball. And, and I think that's the thing that, that goes, um, you know, with all the, the franchises here in Boston, which is a little different in Miami, that the Dolphins were there before the Hurricanes, or I shouldn't say they were there before the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes were there first. The Dolphins were very established, but when you look at that great run of Miami, it was before the Heat were really established, before the Marlins were in town, before the Panthers were there. And, and so it's, it's a little bit different uh, in what I've noticed right away, but there's a lot of similarities in that there's only so many event nights in any individual's calendar. And we want some of those event nights to be spent here in Chestnut Hill, whether it's at Boston College men's women's basketball, BC men's women's ice hockey, obviously the, the six to seven Saturdays in the fall for football, and then all the other sporting events. We talked about lacrosse earlier. I'm going to head over to our first baseball game today over at the Herring and softball over at the Harrington Athletics Complex. And so there's only so many things that people can do. And so how do we find that right niche in the market? And that's what I'm really working with our ticket salespeople on. I had a meeting with them yesterday for an hour. And so it's, it's understanding some of the things that we used at Miami in a very challenging international uh, market that has a lot going on. And how do we, how do we uh, I guess, bring those same types of ideas and approaches here and really uh, enhance what we're doing here as, as a program. And so, um, you know, looking at the two schools, uh, a lot of similarities, you know, you touched on, you know, Jesuit Catholic here. Uh, that's, that's obviously going to be a, a little bit different than uh, Miami. Um, Miami is a different city than probably anywhere else in this country. And, and, and Boston is, is, is a unique town and, and one of the most storied uh, you know, or cities in, in our country, given its history with, uh, through, you know, throughout time. And, and so uh, it's, it's one that's been, uh, I think, exciting for me, uh, you know, for Kelly and I to move here. The, the personal side of the move is, has been great. And, and we just really enjoy the city and, and being here on this campus. It has a lot of the, the um, you know, same challenges I faced at Miami, which I think my experience helps me in, in addressing those. At the same time, there's some new things here, and I'm going to learn from those and, and do what we need to do to continue to elevate the heights to new heights. I, I committed to that in my press conference, and, uh, and that's really what I drive. You know, I'm driven by that every single day that I come here. Uh, as you know, these are great jobs. Uh, it's an awesome opportunity to be around young people who are, who are striving to be their very best athletically and academically. And uh, my job is to continue to elevate that experience. Uh, you know, one of the things I'll touch on, we announced yesterday that the women's ice hockey bean pot's going to go to the garden. And the look on those young women's face yesterday when I shared that with them in their locker room and the excitement of being able to play where the Bruins play and, and where our men's team plays their bean pot is something that was just a, a real win and excitement for them. And again, those are things we want to do is continue to elevate the experience we have for our students. Some of it I'll be able to bring from Miami and some of it will be things that just I learned here, uh, but excited to be here and be a part of the uh, Boston College family. Great. Let's talk about hockey. Uh, Jerry York is the winningest hockey coach in the history of college hockey. Um, a tremendous person, a tremendous coach. Um, he leaves uh, a program where he won. He competed, at, I think, in either nine or ten uh, Frozen Fours and won four national championships. I mean, just amazing. How is the, the, the change 
from Coach York to Coach Brown, who again played at Boston College, coached under Jerry. How's that transition gone? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's gone well. Obviously, we didn't win as, as many games this year as, as we'd like to. Again, you talked about, uh, you know, truly the, one of the most successful coaches all time in, in college sports when you look at at Jerry and what he was able to accomplish. And, you know, I think back to my my years at Maine and during my time, we went to three frozen fours and who was in a frozen four every time Maine went, it was Boston College. And, uh, you know, that's a credit to Jerry, as, as you said, four national championships. It's hard to find anyone having that type of success. I think what really excited me is we had someone who had really worked with him and understood the model and understood what it took uh, to have that success in in Greg Brown. And uh, I wasn't the athletic director yet when they announced Greg, but I was in the running. And so it was one of those uh, searches that I was following closely uh, and obviously had a chance to get to meet Greg. I wouldn't say I knew him well when I was at Maine, but I knew he was part of that staff that Jerry had put together. I knew he had left and gone out on his own and was was doing things and and having success. And I think when you look at a coach, you want someone who is has been in a, in a winning environment and have been able to be in a winning environment. You know, sometimes they just naturally are promoted from within. And I think that's that one, is one model that works a lot of times. At the same time, I think it's good to be able to show that you can go out and take what you've learned and and learn at other systems and really be able to have success. And so for Greg to come back, I don't think there was any better person that we could have found for this. I'm excited to continue to get BC hockey back to where I think we all want it to be, you know, competing in frozen fours and winning national championships. Uh, first year, you know, we took, uh, uh, you know, some steps, I think, in getting there. We're not where we want to be, but I know uh, Coach Brown is committed to doing that. We have the number one recruiting class in the country coming in next year. Uh, we're going to continue to to build this program and and have it back accomplishing what it, what's accomplished historically, which is being at the top of Hockey East, being one of the top programs in the country, and ultimately winning national championships. So excited about it from the men's side. Uh, you know, from the women's side, uh, you, know, you have Katie King Crowley, and it's working with Katie on on what we need to do to have that program at the top. Obviously, uh, someone who's shown that uh, she's a great coach, and and so you know, just going to work with her on on getting that program uh, where we're able to you know be in the NCAs year in and year out, and 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 really looking at being in the Frozen Four and ultimately winning national championships. Again, I think. Those are two programs that national championship expectations are, are very real. And, and my job as athletic director is to make sure we're giving them the resources they need to do to get there. Well, we're out of time on this week's podcast. I want to thank our very talented guest, Blake James, the director of athletics at Boston College, for being with us. And to those of you out there, thanks for your time this time. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.